Hello, everybody, and welcome. Today, I'd like to talk about what we are. Without telling you 100% absolutely what I think we are. But rather just to open up the discussion to a much wider palette than I've heard talked about. Even though I am a plant eater, a very long time plant eater, and I honestly would assess as a naturally born plant eater. Natural born plant eater? Oops. Words. Look at me go. So. As you can probably surmise, I've done one heck of a lot of investigating along the way. I've read about human biology, history, anthropology, chemistry, philosophy, psychology, consciousness. Holy crap. Some days I think I've investigated every angle of the human species that there could be. And maybe I have. But in analyzing what we are and how we remain here has been interesting because we've done it in a variety of ways, unlike other species on the planet that have quite specific environments, quite specific diets. We have evolved in a unique way on this planet. And in my other podcast, Illuminating the Disconnect, I'm going deep into explaining what we are and how we came to be exactly that. A species with this very powerful self-conscious mind and an ego within that, which is just the self-conscious mind's self-conscious mind, that can um, think ourselves anywhere on the planet and also think ourselves so important for doing it and rewarding ourselves by going, wow, look, we're amazing. We did this. And this ego in particular, you know, takes credit for that without us even realizing that's kind of what's been going on for eons. But it is that powerful mind that makes us what we are. And what I'd like to explain, again, without defining it in absolute terms, because from what I fathom, there is no absolute term to anything in the universe, in life, because there's always a relative perspective, and that is always changing. So there will be a little philosophy in this, as well as just matter-of-fact observation of how our species got here. And in getting to that explanation, the meaning behind it for me has always been, well, how is it that we feel our best? How is it that we feel healthy, vibrant, peaceful, sustainable, responsible within context of the world around us? And we've made it very, very challenging on ourselves by thinking ourselves, again, outside of what could have been considered our natural environment at some point, like any other species on the planet. Now we can think ourselves anywhere by having created heat, cooling, agriculture. You know, we take our food with us. Clothing, we shelter ourselves from the elements. But even then, those things only last so long. They've been successful because we've been living in a very stable environment for very long that we can control. Now, I think it's the rise of this self-conscious mind that came about because our circumstances changed really fast at some point in our human evolution and then our mind popped into action and started connecting some dots and going oh well you know instead of just relying on looking at the world around us why don't we take that tree and cut a bunch of them down and create a shelter why don't we take the fruit plant it over here and create a food forest some agriculture 
You know, that's the little evolutionary mental environment that we created for ourselves at some point for survival. So good on us. That's what happened. And uh, we're here to talk about it. But we're also here creating a lot of problems on the planet because maybe we've strayed from what could be a more direct application of surviving according to our natural biology. So I'll tell you what I believe I've uncovered, what I have believed at some points, what I think I know, which isn't much, but some of the stories that um, I've heard told and that I've come across that uh, resonate, that make sense. And again, they don't make sense because I'm here to be happy that I'm right about anything. That's got absolutely nothing to do with why I talk to you. But does it help? Does it make us feel good? Does it make us responsible? Is it in touch with our compassion, our empathy, our connection to life around us? Because it's becoming more obvious that the more we damage the world around us, the more we damage ourselves. You know, pollution to the outside world is polluting ourselves. You know, fucking with nature, GMO products, pesticides, not eating clean food, you know, directly from nature. Any corruption that we cause, we end up feeling ourselves. And the cause and effect of that, I don't want to over-explain because to me it's brutally obvious. You just have to look at the state of humanity, which on the one hand is amazing that we've made this many of us survive, but at the same time is an increasingly alarming number of people disconnected from feeling vibrantly alive as to who they are, as evidenced by the rates of disease that are almost completely either related to diet or related to mental health. Because if you don't know who you are and why you're here, it doesn't feel good. And there's almost not a lot of a point, even though we're on autopilot from an instinctual point of view to keep surviving most of the time. So why don't we know what we are? How did we get so far away? I think it's fairly obvious if you analyze the flow of life on Earth and how species have evolved and come to live in different places on the earth and have adapted different ways of living based on the environment around them. In other words, you know, having fur, having the ability to migrate, having fingers and thumbs. Where we live is usually an adaptation, well, is usually, is always an adaptation to our environment. And other species, you can look at the, the, the species and know how it can survive in its environment based on what it is, how it is built to survive its environment and to take what it needs. And yet most species live within their environment in a naturally sustainable way. They don't have to think about it because one, they don't have that capacity like we do. Because two, there's a deeper mind at work, which is the instinctual capacity to assess the environment, take what's needed and no more. Nature is very efficient. Consciousness is very efficient. The human self-conscious mind that one that arose to save us all those eons ago, isn't efficient. And that's the beginning of the disconnect within our species and the beginning of our not being able to feel vibrantly peaceful, healthy, alive as often as possible. So what I can surmise is that we likely evolved out of a species that was in a tropical environment, like our primate relatives, the closest genetic link to the human species. 
who survive basically on a plant-based diet, a slight bit of opportunistic um, meat-eating, insect-eating. Of course, as needed, any species will just about eat anything it can actually physically eat and digest to survive, and that's a prerogative of life, and it's you know completely moral and viable. It's a universal morality, the way I reckon. When it doesn't involve human thinking, <laughs> it can be uh, moral in a primal sense. So if we evolved from primates in that environment, you know, with the ability to see color, to see vibrant colors of fruits, of plants, and be able to discern them and appreciate them, and also, you know, see the color of the sun, see the color of everything around us, taste it, our taste buds are aligned to, to, to that, to sweetness, our hands are readily available for picking, for picking apart, for... Um, taking from the environment around us and our teeth our biology is pretty naturally adapted to chewing but chewing things that are moderately soft and need some degree of chewing in order to digest something I know we probably don't all do is chew long enough to begin the digestion process in our mouth little hot tip of the day if you want to improve your digestion so what we are, from what I can surmise, likely, is a species that began mostly plant-eating. Because of the environment we were in, plants were readily available, and our biology is naturally adapted to it. That I'll leave there, because there's a lot of discussion that could be said in the world today, because I know people who are anywhere from fruitarian to full-on carnivore, and I follow them all. I like to listen to everyone talk and reason as to um, why they think we are this way or that way. But what I will say is it is completely factual and there's evidence to support the fact that we can survive on anything. We can survive just on plants. We can survive just on meat. Question is, how do we feel and what are the consequences? What's our natural life expectancy and under what conditions is it optimal? And having said that, the point of this for me is and never was longevity. I really don't care how long I live at all. I care how I live and how I feel. The rest will take care of itself. In fact, I'll tell you that I have a bucket list. And this bucket list has one thing on it, and that is to die of natural causes. Because you know what? It's becoming increasingly rare that a human actually knows how to experience a life from beginning to end and just experience it. So yeah, whether or not that happens, not 100% of my control because I'm in the world and there's a lot going on. But I'll try my best. And I have tried my best. That's why I've been following my inner guide, my moral compass, and doing a lot of research on the human species most of my adult life the seed of which was probably there from my childhood. Compassion, being nice, being kind, not wanting to hurt anything, especially if it's not necessary. That's the most efficient way to feel good about yourself, is to not cause yourself to feel good by hurting something else. But of course, your compassion and your empathy have to be turned on, have to be connected, and the only way they can be disconnected is to live life through ideas, through concepts, through mental 
aspects, the intellect. Again, check out Illuminating the Disconnect if you want to know more about how we work on that level. But with regards to what we are and our biology, our chemistry, I still have yet to see evidence to the contrary that we are pretty much natural frugivores and plant eaters, herbivores, opportunistic omnivores at the very least. And yet through our mind, and I'm going to say pretty much only through our mind, can we be meat eaters, carnivorous. And to that end, one of my books is going to be called Egotistical Carnivores. Because in a, in a pretty objective fashion, it's become obvious to me that we can live anywhere on the planet. We can eat anything, mostly because we can kill it with tools. We can prepare it. We can cook by having harnessed fire long ago. You know, we almost always need something in order to cook and eat meat, whereas eating plants, it's just there. You walk up to it, you pick it, you eat it. Most of it doesn't require preparation, especially if you consider where we evolved from in tropical locations where, you know, the majority of plants on Earth actually grow, where most of uh, life perhaps began and is sustained in a, in a warm environment, as is evidenced by the fact that there's no plants growing out of the ice in Antarctica. Life requires a certain, certain base conditions. And how we fit into that was always a natural thing until that self-conscious mind evolved and we thought our way out of our natural environment, as I said. So now we can be carnivores, we can eat meat, and there's a great evidence to show that at some point as we migrated away from the tropics, more north than south, because there's more north than there is south on this planet as far as land, we would have had to have figured out other ways to uh, sustain ourselves. And again, like I said, as far as survival goes, it's all an option. And we would have learned probably from watching other animals feed off of each other, predator, prey, and learn that we can do that too, especially with tools. And we would have learned to prepare food and eat it. We would have learned to store it. And it's completely valid. But is it completely sustainable? Is it completely healthy? Is it completely necessary? A lot of what I will always talk about comes down to is it necessary? Just because we can do something, should we? And with food and feeling our, our vibrant, healthy best, I know that this is true when we consume as our biology, our natural biology likely dictates. And yet I enjoy having this explanation to know what we are so that I can see in what ways we've forced the issue and in what ways we've adapted and which of those adaptations should have perhaps always been short term. As myself, as an example, living in Canada, I live on the West Coast where a lot of food can be grown outside for sure. But in a lot of other places, we're quite reliant on food storage, on transportation, and on meat. A lot of us just are because of the way the environment is. It's easier to raise animals as as food than it is to raise plants. And the ground's frozen four months a year in some places. That's actually makes sense. 
does it mean I would do it if I was in those circumstances? No, I would change my circumstances. And you can eat any diet anywhere, but it requires a lot of effort in some circumstances, a lot of finances. And it requires using the systems that have been working for so long. The fact that we can build houses, we can heat and cool things, we can store food. But imagine if the electricity went off tomorrow. What would happen to all the meat? What would happen to farms? How would we process things? Could you go out and just hunt something with your bare hands and eat it? In a pinch, I think a lot of us actually could. But would it be sustainable? Would it be doable? Oof, I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that it would be. And again, I'm not suggesting that all the work we've done building the world and the systems of, of power, energy, transportation are going to change overnight. But it's interesting to think about that because if it does, we always snap back to our instincts. We snap back to what works, and it's usually what works most simply. Which is why reverse engineering all this and thinking about what we are has gotten me to an understanding that living off the land, off nature, means really just browsing for what's there. And to me, that would mean going out in the forest, starting to look at uh, what I can eat off the trees, in the soil, in the, in, the, in the dirt, things growing out of it, and browsing. And I don't think it would be that hard to be sustainable, honestly. Even here, where I live uh, on the west coast of, of Canada. So I'm going to leave you with that because I don't like to overtalk things too much, even though I'm probably going to go in depth at, at some further time about what we are and what we can do with it and how our responsibility has shifted on this planet. You know, there's 8 billion of us almost, and we have to feed ourselves on a daily basis. So, you know, how we eat, the fact that we probably overeat in great abundance because we don't eat the right things, um has contributed to so many health problems, health concerns, and lack of responsibility for being able to take care of our food needs, not being reliant on the systems, will be a key moving forward. And I know I've taken that very seriously over the years and trying to eat from the world around me as much as I can and eat according to my biology, my daily needs and patterns, and uh, some other things like intermittent fasting and and practices that I feel we evolved with over millennia and that feel good on me and in me and through me. So if you have any questions about stuff like this, shoot me a, a message, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com, and I'd be happy to get back to you or make um, a, a response to it here uh, on a future episode when there's um, you know, enough inquiry about a theme that perhaps I don't feel has been explained very well that I, that I may have information about regarding exactly what I'm talking about here. Being a natural-born plant eater without overtly carrying around the labels of vegan or being distinctly um, self-righteous about being on a certain moral or ethical side of things. I'm more about efficiency honesty, authenticity, survival, and living a life that I can be at peace with day in and day out. And I hope you reflect on how you live so that you can achieve that too. Take care. Friends, if you'd like to support the podcast and support 
this guy Steve Alat in doing this full time. It doesn't take much. Steve is here just to do this, primarily, and also just to eat, sleep, and interact with the other humans and other life on a day-to-day -day basis. I want nothing from this life that I don't have right now. And so any money I get in excess of that will always go back into helping in whatever way I'm able to contribute. And you can contribute to an account that I have set up at LibraPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, under the name Steve Alat, capital S-T-V-E, capital A-L-L-A-T. Or you can also find me on PayPal under my email address, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com, and at Stripe using the same email. If you have any questions, send me an email, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. I would love to hear from you and uh, respond in kind. Take care.